Good afternoon, skinny peeps. Welcome to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is February 13th, 2018. My name is Bevan Caramello. I am the founder and leader of this ministry, and I am so glad that you are here with me this afternoon. We are in a series called Worthy, okay? And if you are just joining us, you have jumped in at a great time because we're actually only about two weeks into the series, okay? So if you you um, would like to get caught up on the calls that you've missed, it's super easy and quick to go back and catch up. All of these messages are posted on the Skinny Facebook page, okay? So just search the Skinny with Jesus, and then you can add yourself there. All are welcome. So feel free to invite friends and family as well. Anybody that you think would like to uh, plug in here with us, like I said, all are welcome. We would love to have them here, okay? The way that you find those calls, it's a little tricky on your phone, but it's under the files tab, okay? All of these messages are are posted there under the files tab. So on your phone, all you have to do once you're in Facebook in the app is you um, just go into the group page, okay? The skinny with with Jesus and then hit info, okay? It's uh, kind of at the top on the right. Once you hit info, you just scroll all the way to the bottom and then you'll see the word files, way down there. Okay. And then all you got to do is click on files and all of these messages are in there by date and series. So it's super easy to go back and listen to anything you may have missed. Okay. So last week we talked about um, that God is worthy of our time, right? Time spent in prayer and time spent in his word. And we also talked about being still before God, right? Being still to yada, which is the Hebrew word for to know. Be still and yada that he is God. If you miss that call, I really encourage you to go back and, and listen to it. Um, so today we are going to talk about praise. We're going to talk about the fact that God is worthy of our worship. He's worthy to be praised. And you know, the word praise actually occurs over 200 times in the Bible. Over 200 times. There's a reason for that, right? Okay, so to start us off, turn with me if you've got your Bibles in front of you. Turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel. It's in the Old Testament toward the front. Um, if you're driving down the road or you're on the treadmill or something while you're listening to this, obviously um, not so easy to be reading your Bible. So I'm going to read it for us. Just listen here. We're going to be 2 Samuel chapter 6, and I'm going to read verses 13 through 23. Okay, so just sit back and, and listen to this story for a second. For a few minutes, it's about David. Okay, it says, When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might, while he and the entire house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michael, or Michal, depending on how you say it, uh, Michael, the daughter of Saul, this is David's wife, 
watched from a window, and when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, a cake and a cake of raisins to each person in the whole crowd of Israelites, both men and women. And all the people went to their homes. When David returned home to bless his household, Michael, daughter of Saul, remember that's his wife, came out to meet him and said, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls and his servants as any vulgar fellow would do. David said to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from your house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people, Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. And Michael, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Okay, I know there was a there was a lot of verses there, but um, I really want us to hone in on a couple of them. If you heard in verse fourteen, we see here that David danced before the Lord with all his might, and then in verse twenty one, we see that it was a celebration. This dancing and the singing and the sound of the trumpets—they were celebrating. Okay, so it really just got me thinking about praise and worship, the way David just let it all go, the way that he worshiped the Lord, regardless of who was watching. And it got me thinking, you know, when is the last time, when is the last time you celebrated before the Lord to the point of being undignified or humiliated? in your own eyes, humiliated in my own eyes. When's the last time I ever danced with all my might before the Lord? And, you know, I think, I think David just got it. You know, David was known, God says that he was a man after his own heart. David just got it. I, th- I think that he, unlike his wife, Michael, understood the depravity of his own flesh you know, I think he he knew the cost of the debt, the price of that debt that he owed the Lord. And when I read this scripture, I read it in a couple of different versions as I was preparing for this message. And when I read this scripture, I just get the feeling that Michael had placed herself above worship, which ultimately means, I mean, she had she was placing herself above God. I mean, think about this. All the Israelites, all of them are down there in this huge celebration. They're bringing the ark, which was the sign that God dwelled with them. They're bringing God's presence into the city. And the, all the Israelites are praising and worshiping and celebrating this. And she's up in a higher place in the palace, looking down on it, watching it. She had placed herself above God. And you know, it was pride. 
that's pride. And it got me thinking, you know, how often does pride get in my way too? How often do I hesitate to raise my hands in worship because I don't want to appear undignified, right? I want to remain controlled. I don't want to look too nutty for the Lord, right? One of those Jesus freaks. But David didn't care about that. He danced with all his might. I mean, he was the king. If anybody had a reason to appear dignified in front of the entire kingdom, it would be him. He needs the respect of these people. But I think even more so, he wanted them to know the respect that he had for God. And so before God, he realized that when he was before God, he was small. Yes, he was king, but God is God. And he knew that God was worthy of his worship. You know, and and I think it's important to say here, though, that you know, there's corporate worship. That's when we're with a group, when we're at church or we're in a, in a conference, we're around other believers or unbelievers for that matter. And then there's also private worship. And, and so sometimes, not in this situation, I think in this situation it was called for. I mean, David just danced. The whole nation of Israel was in celebration. But there are times in church where dancing around and you know, taking off your clothes, stripping down and, and, and dancing throughout the church would, it, it probably wouldn't glorify God. And though in certain instances, it would actually be a distraction. It would distract other people from being able to worship God. So that's not necessarily what I'm talking about here, but I think it depends on where you are in your life, where you go to church and you know, what's happening in your own heart. You know, If God has put it on your heart while you're praising, while you're singing in church to lift a hand or to sing a little louder or to close your eyes, whatever it is, then we should obediently be willing to do that regardless of who's watching. And then there's, you know, like I said, corporate worship that when we're with others, but private worship How often do we worship the Lord privately? How often do we go into worship before the Lord of Lords, before God Almighty, and just lay ourselves at His feet and praise Him and worship Him and and cry out and bawl our eyes out and sing and dance? Because privately, we should be willing to do that, and we should make time and effort to do that. Okay, turn with me to the book of Luke. We're going to be in chapter 7. I'm going to read verses 41 and 43. I want you guys to listen to this. Okay, so Jesus is talking to Peter here. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to another. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. 
Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon Peter answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. So this got me thinking about my own worship and my own canceled debt on behalf of Christ. And you guys, my pit, uh, the pit of sin that I lived in for almost two decades was deep. Okay. And, and there's, we all, we all sin every day. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living in a pit of sin where I, I was outside of God's will for my life. And, you know, the more I've become aware of the depth of that pit, you know, the more I've grown in my faith and the more God has revealed to me who I was and um, how far he's brought me, you know, the more willing I am to become even more undignified, as David said, and even more humiliated in my own eyes as I worship. Because he saved me, because he loved me anyway, because he loved me out of that pit. You know, I've heard it said you'll never shame anyone out of a pit. The only way to get anyone out of a pit is to love them out of the pit. God loved me out of that pit. He loved me back to himself over and over and over again. And because I know what life looked like when I was choosing to do things my way over God's way, because because of after all he's done for me, I've just decided he's worth it. He's worthy of my worship. So I want to ask you, is he worthy of yours? You know, will you let go and worship him with all your heart? Will you dance before him with all your might if he calls you to? Are you willing to be humiliated in your own eyes for his glory? Let's pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you. Um, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everyone listening to this message. I thank you, Lord, for, um, for loving me out of that pit. I praise you, Lord, for being worthy of our worship, worthy of our praise. Lord, you are a good, good Father. You are a big God, and you deserve our praise. Lord, I thank you for this time together once again, and I just pray, Lord, for each person listening that um, you would move them in a new way this week, that you would give them the courage to worship you with all their hearts. And I pray, Lord, that you would um, love those living in a pit, love them back to yourself, Father God. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. You guys remember all of these messages are posted under the files tab of our Facebook page, The Skinny with Jesus. I hope you'll be back with us again next week. And until then, uh, you know I will be praying for you and yours. Bye now.